Hello, and happy Tuesday, friends. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. I'm still Rebecca. Thank you for joining us for this uh, special bonus episode where we discuss happy animals. Hey, <laughs> surprise, it's Tuesday and we're in your ear holes. Well, 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 unless you listen to this on a different day, but you know, no biggie. We're podcasters. We make the rules now. What right? are release schedules? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and when you have a friend as incredible as we have a friend that needs to pick me up on this particular day, you oblige and you give him a pick me up. And it doesn't matter if it's on our recording day or not, or release day or not. And notice how we said a friend. Yeah. yeah. You, we have just just one. We have we, a friend. <laughs> we have a friend. Okay. And we wanted to brag about it. So you get an episode today <laughs> to know that we have a friend. And that friend is going through some stuff right now. and needs to pick me up. So we decided to release a very special, un, I was going to say unplanned, but we did some preparation for it. I mean, yeah, research is kind of required. Oh, well, shit. I didn't do this right then. Or like we didn't, uh, we didn't announce it. We didn't. It's just like a, a boom. Hubble You're welcome. Surprise, yeah. shouty. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI, I have prepared. I've been drinking for the last two and a half hours specifically so that you could get the full Ashley effect in this episode, friend. So I hope you enjoy. You're welcome. And I'm sorry. Oh, it's I'm gonna not be great. I love drunk Ashley. I'm not drunk Speaking of love, can I start? Odd transition, but sure. So I was looking for happy animal stories, and I didn't find one that I thought was long enough. Such a problem these days. But I did find three little ones. So I'm going to start with my favorite. And I think Ashley's really going to like this one, too. There was a, or there is a uh, otter named Harris. He is 10 years old, and he is wonderful. But unfortunately, four years ago, his mate passed away. Poor Di. Apricot passed away in 2016, and he was lonely. Like, otters mate for life, typically. So his caregivers at Cornish Seal Sanctuary decided that they were going to make a match. So they put him on a dating website, Fishing for Love. Why was I not on dating websites at this point in my life? Because you were married? Yeah, but I could have befriended an otter. Well, I think this was a special dating website made just for him called Fishing for Love. So there was one fish in the sea? Yes. Oh, oh poor guy. <laughs> so Harris, his dating profile is a really handsome photo of him on a rock. And it says, Harris... 10 in Greek Cornwall, looking for my significant otter. I'm very attentive. I love a cuddle and I'm a very good listener. I will love you like no otter. Okay, sold. When are we getting married? Okay, they reuse the same pun twice. That's just lazy. Who cares? (laughs) I do. So, yes, it's a little corny, but it's wonderful. And they did receive photos of otters looking for love back um oh. there was one named pumpkin and pumpkin had lost her mate eric she had very recently lost her elderly partner eric so the team thought they would be the perfect match did you know though that female otters are the more dominant of the two in the relationship 
that explains why Ashley loves them so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't because um, typically it's the it's the males that are a bit more um, take advantage y yeah. in the situation. I don't want to say the R word, but uh, yeah. Well, so they are Asian short clawed otters, and they moved Harris to Pumpkin's enclosure at the Scarborough Sea Life place. Scarborough Sea Life Place. (laughs) Why could I not think of the word for that? Aquarium? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. But yeah, so that was during the pandemic, that was in 2020. And they moved Harris, and apparently the two have been getting along swimmingly. They're utterly in love. Yes, they go on dates, like fairy-lit dinners for two. What did you just say? There are pictures of them sharing kisses. They On what lit dinners for two? Uh, They go on, like, fairy-lit dinners for two. Okay, that is what you said. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, they can't have candles, so I'm just assuming like little fairy lights. Oh, <laughs> right, because they're wild animals. <laughs> <laughs> they can't have fire. No, that is a man thing. <laughs> That's what separates us from the beast. Man fire, you fairy light. <laughs> little webbed footed being. <laughs> yeah, they're... They're wonderful, and they get along really well. There are pictures of them kissing. It's adorable. When they put their noses together and their little whiskers curl in on each other. <laughs> yeah. Water so bad. Yeah. So I figured that would be a good pick-me-up because they're wonderful and amazing. And the fact that, like, they both lost their mate and they found love again, it just... <sighs> There's hope. I love it so much. Yeah. But um, so the sanctuary there at reopen or was supposed to reopen December 2nd. I did not look up to see if it actually did. But um, you can go visit Harris and Pumpkin. Oh, my gosh. Harris and Pumpkin. What cute little old couple names. Right. So that was one of mine. Um, and Rebecca, I know you said that yours was really cute. So we might steal one. So I assumed it was that one. That's why I wanted to go first. It's not. Okay, good. I do have two more little ones for you. One starts off a little sad but i promise you it gets better there was a 12 year old girl this was in i believe 2005 yes a 12 year old girl was snatched by four men on her way home from school in june of 2005 and a week later the kidnappers were moving her with police in pursuit when they were encountered by three lions the three lions chased the men off and stayed with the girl without harming her until the police came to rescue her where was this? What Disney level shit is this? Right? <laughs> this was in Ethiopia. Okay. That makes a little more sense than like San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The wild animals of San Diego, which includes a lion, sort of like the Nevada giraffe. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> there are lions in Nevada. I know that. No. I mean, not wild. But no. Mountain yeah, lions. Mountain lions. Yes. Well, there are not, also lions you in know, zoos. That's why I said not wild. Okay, what is that? Is that your story, Tiff? Uh, so let me finish this up real quick. The policeman said they stood guard until we found her, and then they just left her like a gift and went back into the forest. Some lion experts think this is a little uh, 
fabricated. One even said game hunter Colonel Lima Legas said they were probably preparing to eat her, but were intercepted by the police and the others. Well, and you're a game hunter, so nobody gives two fucks what you said. And hopefully they turn around and ate you instead. Also, if you're a game hunter who's hunting lions, you're just a shit game hunter. Because you're scared of these creatures, so you can only shoot them. No, it's because lions won't run, so there's not an actual chase. They'll just sit there until they're shot. Cool, 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 cool. Makes me hate game hunters even more. Hey, let me bring down the entire mood. Thanks, Rebecca. Real quick, the girl told the police that no harm was done to her by the lions, and the Ethiopian wildlife expert that was mentioned earlier that I did not mention his name and now i can't find it um but he said they may have spared the girl because her crying may have sounded like the mewing sound from a lion cub oh so if i ever am encountered by a lion i'm just gonna start crying and hope that they spare me i mean i guess you you need to sound a little younger when you cry but hey what ma'am are you calling me old am i an old lion cub you are an old lion cub, <laughs> considering. <laughs> Rude. All right, last one real quick. This one is uplifting. So Joanne Altzman of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, has a overweight potbelly pig named Lulu. And Lulu is precious. Uh, she's been featured on Oprah Winfrey and David Letterman. But in the late 90s, she had taken in her daughter's potbelly pig. She was supposed to be babysitting him, but fell in love with her. So she kept her. Oof. And her and her husband had a great life with their dog and their pig. So the husband went on a fishing trip, I believe. So she was home by herself. She had a heart attack and fell to the floor. There were no neighbors nearby. Her husband was away on a fishing trip, and it was just her and the two animals. Bear, their dog, barked the whole time, but Lulu did something to save her mom's life. She made her way out of the vacation trailer, squeezing through a doggy door that was too small for her, and it scratched up her belly pretty badly. Um, And she left the yard, which was something she never did before. Ran out to the road and waited. They said, one article I read said she played dead on the side of the road to get cars to stop. So she would lay down in the road and just wait. When nobody would stop, they said that she got up twice and went back to her mom to check on her. And on the third time out, she got stopped by a motorist who was concerned about her wounds because I told you her belly got scratched up. She perked up when she saw him, scrambled to her frigate, and began walking toward the trailer. The carrier motorist followed Lulu and found Joanne unconscious and quickly dialed 911, saving her life. Lulu! Mm-hmm. And Lulu did try to climb on the ambulance when the medics arrived, oh. but they uh, treated her wounds on her belly and she recovered and the Joanne was rushed... Uh, no, the oh. people who arrived on scene. <laughs> I guess they were like, oh, a bleeding pig. What originally stopped this man? Bleeding pig or a person who just suffered heart attack. Let's treat the pig's belly before we get them to the hospital. Right. They got Joanne to Beaver Medical Center where she underwent emergency open heart surgery. And she is alive to tell the tale today. Oh my gosh, I love it. Now I want a pig. Pot belly oh. pig. She's a cutie too. I'm just going to add to my menagerie. Need to win the lottery, man. If I win, I'll give you some stuff. Thanks, friend. 
appreciate you. Absolutely. So now that I've done my three so that nobody else can take them, take it away. Can I go next? Sure. Go for it. Okay. First is a short story because um, I'll let you decide if it's real or not. Oh. Spoiler. Probably not. Hey. <laughs> it is real. If you believe. Sure. So there was an emperor, Roman emperor, named Caligula, reigned from 37 to 41 AD. Did he get turned into a llama? <coughs> no. Okay. <laughs> You realize, okay, you realize the difference between the Incas and Rome, right? Sure, don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm aware that there's a difference, but I couldn't tell you what it is. One's in South America, the other's in Italy. Okay. <laughs> and now you Please know. Don't I don't have a map in my kitchen, so I'm just going to take your word for it. So he had a horse that he liked a lot. So much so, so that he wanted to make the horse his console. Oh, oh! And would invite dignitaries to dine with him and his horse. Amazing! And reportedly, his horse even had this horse in Cetatus had servants and a marble horse stable uh, with an ivory manger and purple blankets and a collar of precious stones. I mean, if you think about it, most horses that belong to royalty technically had servants because they had stable boys and people that prepared them for riding so but were they fed oats mixed with gold flakes i mean they should I don't be. know i don't know how that would work on a horse's digestion but yeah i'm gonna I'm go with no but that's basically the entire story there's this crazy roman emperor who had a horse as part of his not a royal court because that's not what emperors have his council yeah exactly his consul amazing, amazing. i need this so that's the short one. The slightly longer one was in February of 1944. This specific story happened in or started in New Guinea. An American soldier found an abandoned Yorkie in a foxhole. Oh, Yorkie. So the Yorkie they thought was a couple years old because it was definitely fully grown, which was, you know, basically the size of a house cat. <laughs> and they weren't sure who it belonged to because American soldiers recognized the dog didn't speak English and they did have prisoners of war with them who were Japanese. (laughs) The dog didn't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) But like you understand understand what I mean. There's some dogs like if they're trained using the German language or the English language they're not going to recognize other languages. (laughs) Go drink your whiskey. (laughs) My dogs don't speak English either. A GI that was a part of the group, Corporal William A. Wine, W-Y-N-N-E, so it's either Wynn or Wine, adopted the dog. Supposedly, he bought the dog to return to his poker game. I'm unsure how that works. He bought the dog to return to his poker game? Yeah. So it was like, I really need to get back. So um, probably. He named the Yorkie Smokey. Cute. Mm -hmm. And for the next two years, because, you know, it's 1944, the war is not going to go on for that much longer. A smoky backpack through the rest of the war with Wynn. Oh, it's a win-win. Oh, God. (laughs) So as far as I could tell, Wynn was mostly stationed in the Pacific and the conditions were not great. But Wynn made Smokey a bed in his tent and the blanket was made from like a, the green felt from a card table. And because she wasn't a service dog, she wasn't allowed to have the same like veterinary care or the diet that was fed to the dogs who were working. So Wynn had to share from his rations what he could with this pupper. I would share with the pupper for sure. But also shame on you, military 
for not well, feeding the dog. You got to think about it. They have limited resources where they are and minima- and limited like manpower. So having an extra dog on board, I can understand why they're just kind of like, we don't have the time or the resources for it. Figure it out. But despite this, she never got ill and didn't suffer from the same ailment some of the bigger, stronger war dogs did. So you go, Smokey Coco. As described by Wynn, Smokey served in the South Pacific with the Fifth Air Fourth. Fourth? (laughs) The Fifth (laughs) Fourth Air Fourth. Who's drinking whiskey now? Air Force. A proof that you can't tell if I'm drunk. Uh, (laughs) The 26th Photo Reconnaissance Squadron and flew 12 Air Sea Rescue and Photo Renaissance missions. And couldn't get a thing of dog food. I can speak. It's reconnaissance. <laughs> sure. Not renaissance. The renaissance <laughs> mission. I, I know people in the military. and They're going to get mad at me for how I pronounce That's that. Fine. I'm sorry. I love it. I forgive you. But during those flights, Smokey would hang out in a soldier's backpack near the machine guns. Oh, what, what? a badass. I love her. She was credited with 12 combat missions and awarded eight battle stars. She survived 150 air raids and made it through a typhoon. Oh, oh my God, Smokey, what a queen. At one point, she even parachuted 30 feet out of a tree using a custom-built parachute. A little unclear how she got up there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, and I'm envisioning these soldiers going, let's see if this dog can parachute, and then just doing it. Okay, I don't like that, but I'm going to assume that like Smokey saved all their asses, and they were like, let's cut up this little piece of parachute to help her. Well, she did, because when credited Smokey with saving his life by warning him of incoming shells from a transport ship and often called her an angel from a foxhole. Oh, oh my God, Smokey. So as the ship, reportedly as the ship deck was booming and getting hit with God knows what, Smokey guided Wynn away from what was incoming. So like she guided him away, and at that moment was when eight men that he was initially standing next to got hit, which was unfortunate for the men, but Smokey saved him. Oh my gosh. You're useless, dogs. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking to your puppers, Ash? Maybe as they sleep on the couch all by themselves with their own pillows and blankets. As everyone's familiar with the military, it's not always, you know, balls of the wall action the entire time. You do have quite a bit of downtime. And during that time, Smokey learned tricks, which she would eventually uh, use them to perform later on when she like appeared <laughs> After she was attire- retired in like TV shows. Oh my God. There's one report of her walking across like a tightrope. <laughs> Smokey. My point still stands, dogs. But her tricks allowed her to become a hero when she was able to help engineers build who were building an air base in Luzon. Don't know where that is. I don't have the map in front of me. But it was a crucial airfield for the Allied warplanes. So they had this 70 foot long, eight inch wide pipe and they needed to run a telegraph wire through it <gasps> smoky smoky <Yeah>. smoky <laughs> so run, this is the story when told about smoky performing this i tied a string aka tied the wire to smoky's collar and ran to the other end of the culvert smoky made a few steps in and then ran back come smoky i said sharply and she started through again when she was about 10 feet in the string caught up and she looked over her shoulder as much as to say what's holding us up there the string loosened from the snag as she came on again by now the dust was rising from the shuffle of her paws as she crawled through the dirt and mold and i could no longer see her i called and pleaded not knowing her for certain whether she was coming out or not 
At last, about 20 feet away, I saw two little amber eyes and heard a faint whimpering sound. At 15 feet away, she broke into a run. We were so happy at Smokey's success that we patted and praised her for a full five minutes. Oh, oh. Smokey. I thought you were going to say she didn't come through and I was I about know. to be I was like, very you mad at end you. It like that, Rebecca. I can and I did. Oh. So basically, because she was able to do this, she not only saved like a ton of time, but she prevented a large amount of people from having to move from this location. Oh, oh. my goodness. They need the telegraph wire. Amazing. And if she didn't do it, it would have been a dangerous three-day task to dig it up and place the wire instead, which when you're in a war, you don't have that sort of time. No. Oh, what a good girl. After the war, Wynn and Smokey were featured in multiple places. She was appearing on TV shows. She was appearing on or like papers. She got a quite a bit of coverage. She had a little bit of no- notoriety. She lived a very, very long time. Oh, good. She eventually died of old age oh. on February 21st of 1957, which is the best way to go for a pupper. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when his family buried Smokey in a World War II 30 caliber ammo box. Oh, oh. oh Smokey. And nearly 50 years later, they erected a bronze life-size sculpture of Smokey sitting in a GI helmet on a two-ton blue granite base. So, like, there's this buried dog with this magnificent statue on top of it with a life-size statue of her. That is incredible. I love that so much. It is dedicated to Smokey, the Yorkie Doodle Dandy, and the dogs (laughs) of all wars. That's Smokey. Smokey's oh such a I good girl. Her. She's amazing. Well, damn. That was a good one. That was. Right? I mean, thank you. Fudge. <laughs> Rebecca's like, I did. It was so good. <laughs> See? No one died and there was no science. I Or flat earth. I almost covered flat earth as a joke. Just a Yorkie doodle dandy. Oh, my Yorkie God. Yorkie doodle dandy. Perfection. Okay. On to our final story. I mean, you got some big shoes to fill here with I Yorkie know. Doodle Dandy. Yeah, I'm aware. Thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Let Rebecca end episodes from now on. Okay, so this is the story of Hero, appropriately named. It starts off a little sad, but it gets much better. This is from a article. I got all the information from the Hero article on myhero.com, and it'll make a little more sense as we get into it, why it's all from this one article. So the vet whispered, I hate birthing dead puppies. Oh. The puppy lay lifeless in the palm of his hand. True to his oath, he administered CPR and amazingly heard a whimper and then slight breathing. The assistant and vet worked frantically to revive the pup whose chances were very low after 12 hours of being lodged behind two of her dead siblings. Jesus. Excuse me, two of his dead siblings. Fate smiled on them that day. The team dubbed him a hero and a name worthy of a survivor. This was the first life Hero touched, giving the vet yet another reason to always hope for the best in all situations, no matter how grim they look. Sorry, as I'm talking about Hero dogs, my cat decided to claw my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Jealous much? Cats like you, bitch. (laughs) What have you done for me, Moose? (laughs) Hero's first owner, who was a woman who lived into her late 70s, loved him dearly. He gave her a reason to live, but ultimately she was taken by cancer. He was her constant companion, offering the only thing that he could, a coat to cry on, never leaving her side up until her very last breath. 
He was her own personal hero and the second life Hero touched and helped. However, Hero could not help himself and was now among the millions of homeless dogs searching for a family. Large black dogs, especially Rottweilers, which Hero is, are very difficult to place. Many, unfortunately, don't make it out of the shelter system. And Hero came to visit us. He laid down in the middle of the living room and staked his claim. His big, deep, dark brown eyes won our hearts instantly. He has that effect on everyone. Even those who fear dogs are won over by the eyes that reflect his heart and inner spirit. So this article is written by his current owner. (gasps) Current owner. So he's still around? (laughs) As far as I can tell from this article, yes. Yes! Okay, I love this already. Hero suffered from extreme separation anxiety. Going from living with his previous owner to living in kennel life, it had caused his anxiety to peak, leaving him frightened. Frightened? Wow, that's a new (laughs) one. It left him quite frightened. (laughs) It left him frightened and wrought with distress. There was no luster to his coat, and he was covered with scabs and itched constantly. He would pace, whine, and cry. We knew we had our work cut out for us. Honey, I want to hug him. I'll send pictures because his face, he is very huggable. As time went on, the more jobs I gave Hero, the more he blossomed. He excelled in obedience. I'm not sure what these are, but I'm sure our friend who is part of the animal world will rally CGCATT and the evaluation of three therapy dog groups. I don't know what any of those acronyms mean. I know what obedience is. Not only did Hero blossom, but I also became more confident in my ability to work with and train dogs. I have since become more involved in helping others with many rescue dogs and recently spent a time working with the dogs that were confiscated from a large dog fighting ring. I have always been a quiet behind the scenes kind of person, but thanks to Hero, I have become a spokesperson for abused, homeless, and abandoned dogs. I have begun teaching responsible dog ownership, obedience classes, and also became an instructor for the Delta Society International, which is a volunteer group that registers like therapy animals with people. Hero never tires of touching lives, helping the elderly and bringing a smile to someone's face. The oldest member of what we lovingly call his fan club is a 93-year-old woman who makes me promise to come see her when we first arrive to her home and last before we leave. She refers to Hero as her dog. And when he was recently in our local paper, she displayed it just as any proud dog owner would. How sweet. Oh, that gave me chills. (laughs) The staff will mention that they don't often see her smile as much as she does when Hero is with her or when she's talking about him. Hero visits several different facilities on a regular basis, including the Missouri Veterans Home, where the men call him their American hero. Does Hero just touch lives or change them? Don't ask me. Ask these residents. Oh, Hero. Hero and I received calls from all over the United States, and we were invited to the Hall of Fame in St. Louis, Missouri as a summer camp dog teaching team. The children had a chance to learn about different jobs dogs perform, pet safety, bite prevention, anti-bullying, respect, and kindness. Hero wore four harnesses, three vests, and provided a demonstration on the use of each, let the children bathe, groom, brush his teeth, file his nails, and of course, we can't forget the tummy rubs. <laughs> I love it so much. Can he come here? I Please. Can we do like a special Ladies of Strange hero hug day? Oh my God, yes. I'm here for all of that. Bring Lulu the pig. And Lulu the pig 
and Smokey's ancestors, because I'm sure they're just as wonderful as she was. We received a call from Care Alternatives Hospice regarding a patient that had become non-responsive. She would just stare out the window in a deep depression. No amount of interaction, massage, musical therapy, reading, or any other type of therapy had reached her. The day we walked in, I knelt down next to her and Hero and said, Hello, Hazel. No response. I again said, Hello, Hazel. Hero came to see you. Can you see him smiling at you? Oh my! Hero, Hazel, and Heidi. Our names all start with H. She slowly turned her gaze away from the window, looked at Hero, and began to smile. (gasps) Little by little, she began telling us about her family, her dogs that she's owned, and other life stories. We had made a breakthrough. The therapist was riding all along and was so excited. She called everyone she knew who had been involved with Helen. Hero and his loving smile had finally touched her heart. Hero, you mother clucker, you're such a good boy. Hero also visits summer camps where he works with severe mentally and behavioral... Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Behavioral... (laughs) That's our word. Oh, no! Hero also (laughs) visits summer camps where he works with severely mentally and... You can do it. You can do it. Behaviorally challenged children with cerebral... Oh, God. With cerebral palsy, (laughs) Down syndrome, cancer, and in hospice situations. Most recently, there was one little boy who had severe behavioral... Behavior issues. The counselors were having difficulty controlling him. Hero walked in the room and lay down on his side with his legs straight out. He just stayed there like a statue on the floor looking at the little boy. The little boy made eye contact with Hero and it was like an instant magnetic connection. He walked over, laid down, and placed his body across Hero's massive body. The only thing you could see of Hero were his head and legs extended out from under the little boy. The little boy stayed in that position, making his breathing match with Hero's. The synergy between them was remarkable. No one wanted to move and break the beautiful bonding. The counselors were amazed and kept saying, how did he do that? There's no explanation for how he gets these results. He over and over again. People witness the small miracle that takes place as Hero offers a coat to cry on. Hero! Gosh darn it! (laughs) I love you so much! And then uh, one last little story. Like we said, he would go to summer camps for these children. And during one camp session, a little girl in a wheelchair began yelling and moaning loudly and flailing her arms. The children said, she's calling Hero. We went to her and she tried to reach and open her hand with great difficulty, but she was determined to pet Hero. Even with all the commotion and noise, Hero sat quietly by her, waiting for her hand to touch his head. For over 30 minutes, he sat patiently until she calmed down and kept his head in a position for her hand to touch. Oh my God. She slowly relaxed and opened her hand and with Hero's help was able to pet him. Damn it. And there's lots of other stories about how incredible he is, but I'm starting to cry reading this for the third time, so I'm going to leave it there. Damn it. <laughs> but if you go on myhero.com and go to their uh, pet section and look up Hero, he's the cutest little Rottweiler I think I've ever, not little, cutest Rottweiler I've ever seen, and you could read more uh, stories of his interaction. But he is incredible. I love him. All of these. Oh. All of these animals are so good, and I want to hug them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note, Lulu's passed on, so we won't hug her. But <laughs> Did 
Jiminy, you're going to just let it be. Sorry. Oh, my God. They're all so good. But yeah, so you should go on and look at pictures of him. And there's like messages from Heidi and Heidi's family. And it's just it's good. (laughs) I love it so much. I love all of them. And dang it. I'm I'm sorry that our friend is going to have a day today, but I'm real glad we got to do these stories. I am, too. It was a nice, uh, you know, change up to death and despair. Right. (laughs) And hopefully, dear friend that we love so very much, and we probably should have found out if we could actually mention you or not, but you know who you are. And just know that we love you and you got this and you're going to come out stronger on the end. So. Oh, my God. This dog is so cute. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Go look at cute puppy pictures and you'll be fine. Keep. Nope. Do we do a normal ending here? Uh, Well, remember, friends. (laughs) <laughs> sucks that you don't have a friend as cool as ours um we have a friend mom i have a friend it's not just a phase i really have friends i don't know how would we end this go hug a animal thanks for listening hug your pets and check on your friends yeah yeah, yeah. keep it Look strange lovelies after school special in it up what 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 in what the butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Bye, goodbye <laughs> Bye.